Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Nine o'clock hour underway, and that means an hour and 15 minutes from now, engines will roar to life at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. At least one of them will. R.C. Enerson, a rookie, of course, for Able Motorsports. I say rookie. He, If the name sounds familiar to you, it's because he attempted last year to qualify for the 500. He was bumped. So as a result of that, he is still technically a rookie. He will have to undergo the rookie orientation at 10-15, and then at 12 o'clock, everything gets underway, all cars out on the track. That includes our next guest, who will be piloting the number six Aero McLaren machine. Felix Rosenquist joins us on the program. And Felix, we'll begin with this. I, I was curious about this yesterday for those that are unfamiliar, and it looks spectacular today. But what do you guys do during a rain delay? Like yesterday, you're out there, it's 55 degrees. It's There's no more depressing place on earth when it rains. So how did you kill the time yesterday? Oh, dude, it's uh, so actually we spent. I spent some time uh, on Chat GPT. Do you know what that is? <laughs> like an AI <laughs> robot. You can ask anything. What were you asking? Mexico's most uh, famous uh, celebrity, and it didn't say Pato Award. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so what we're saying is, <laughs> it's artificial and intelligent, is what you're saying. Exactly, yes. <laughs> Did you ask yeah. uh, who, who Sweden's biggest celebrity is? I already know, so I, I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even have to ask it. <laughs> and the answer to that is who? Marcus Erickson. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. Um, so Felix Rosenquist joins us. L- let's begin with this, and it's, it's always good to talk to you, man. We appreciate the time. Uh, what's the game plan for today? You know, a lot of people – Kevin was asking earlier, does this prioritize today, or in reality, do you guys have a pretty good idea of what and where your cars are? I mean, compared to last year, the cars are fairly similar. You know, there's some aero bits that are different, so I think that's the main thing. We want to get some good aero runs in, just try uh, clean air runs, basically. Uh, so I think that will probably be our morning here, uh, get, get our heads a little bit back in that game and then uh, but i think there, there will be traffic running going probably you know around four or five today um some some big groups forming but yeah you know we, we have quite a lot of running i'm, I'm sure it's going to be maybe one or two rain delays at some point but uh we, we feel like we have a pretty good idea uh and it's the same for everyone right so not really not freaking out yet but i guess, I guess uh I guess if there'll be rain around qualifying time, that would be a bit more stressful because, like, getting your your qualifying car set up is a bit more important. You know, you, you don't you don't want to make any mistakes on 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 that car. And going into Fast Friday, you want to make sure you know every run is is solid and clean. So uh, yeah, so far we're we're very calm and we're looking forward to get back out there. You know, we had two days rained out now, so uh, it's about time to do some laps. Felix, um, yeah, I feel like in a way you, you you're, you're kind of lurking, like entering this 500. You had a great qualifying you know, run last year in the first three rows. You finished fourth. You've got three straight top tens coming into this year's 500. 
in a way, do you kind of feel like maybe a little bit under the radar, but like there's a lot of momentum based off last year's success here at the 500 and what you've done here over the last couple of races? Yeah, I would say so. You know, it's funny in IndyCar now because even when you finish, you know, fifth or sixth, which is really difficult, you know, you don't really, you know, people mainly care about who wins the race. And as you say, you're kind of like lurking under the radar and you're just waiting for the opportunity to to get get a big one. So uh, for, for sure, I feel, I feel like we have good momentum on the six car. You know, the whole Aaron McLaren team has good momentum in general. I feel like we've We've been one of the teams that, you know, maybe we haven't been the absolute quickest, but we've been there in about every race. And and that's kind of the key in IndyCar right now. You don't want to have any weak uh, weekends, basically. And, and I feel like we're just knocking everywhere right now. So so that's awesome. And, and, and going into in, in May with that feeling is even more exciting. And as I say, I had a really solid run here last year when we, you know, leading the race with not many laps to go, so uh, uh, yeah, I feel, I feel like we have every reason to be to be excited right now. I thought you were going to win last year, honestly. Like late in the race, Felix, I can't remember how late it was. They all kind of run together to me after a while, but I remember you were you were leading late, and I can't remember what it was. Did you have to make maybe a fuel stop, or you were a little off strategy? But I, I, I'm just curious of this from a driving perspective. Is it dangerous for you late in the race to start getting caught up in what might be unfolding for you? I mean, I know you've got to just take it lap by lap, but you're leading the Indy 500 late and you're looking at fuel and you're figuring, you know, you're wondering what's going to go on. How do you keep your focus? I mean, yeah, it, it, that, that's true. You, you don't really want to start thinking about <laughs> winning the race too too early and, and, what you mentioned there, that was actually 2021 where we were off strategy and kind of just hoping for a yellow. Okay. Uh, didn't and you, work and you had to pit late, right? Yes, yeah. correct. But then last year we were actually leading the race outright with the, you know, after the last pit sequence, uh, you know, right where Dixon had his penalty and uh, and then Marcus was just catching us too quickly and, and we couldn't keep him behind us. And then Pato came kind of with him. At the same time, um, but it, it was cool to kind of, you know, just show everyone that we were, you know, after that last pit stop, we were right up there leading the race on a green flag race. So uh, that, that just shows what we can do. And, and, and even that time, as you said, like you, you start thinking a little about about winning the race, but then you look how many laps you have to go. Like, oh, it's going to be, it's not going to be a cruise to the finish. You know, it, it never is to the 500. You know, I think maybe only Alex has experienced that too actually work out for a win um but yeah you know you never know how it's going to play out and you just have to be you know try to keep within the top five that's always what i said around here you know if you can be top five in the final stint you know anything can happen so which is more nerve-wracking leading the race late like you did two years ago knowing that you're going to need some cautions and some help but you've got a good car or leading the race late like you did a year ago but knowing that you're kind of slipping backwards and that there are better cars behind you that you've got to hold off. I think last year was more nerve wracking because you, you know, you have the fuel, you know that you can push and you just, it, it just hurts when you see the cars getting bigger in your mirror every lap. And, uh, man, it, but I think that's a better way. It's still like you, you, you know that you're in the mix for real and you know that uh, no matter if, you know, yellows or not, like you're, you're going to be up there fighting till the end. That, that's a cool feeling. You know, the, the first time 
you 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 have the opportunity to win the 500 like that i, I feel like it's, it's something just changes in, in you and you 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 know it's, it's, it's a goal just to be in that position and you know you're not going to be in that position every year you know there's so many competitive cars and and you, you yeah it's, it's, it's a rare opportunity Felix Rosenquist is our guest. He's on the Payless Sickers Hotline. He, of course, drives the number six Aero McLaren machine. You can meet Felix Rosenquist coming up a week from Thursday from 4.30 until 6.30 p.m. at the Crawfordsville Road Kroger. That's the Speedway Kroger. He's going to be there. We had a lot of fun with that last year. Mapata Award, all part of Mission Foods that is putting that together. So, again, we'll get you more of that information as we get closer to it. But mark your calendar for a week from Thursday. Felix, in talking about Pata Award, let me give you the outsider perspective, and then I want you to tell me how accurate this perspective is, okay? Okay. And the outside perspective of your team, and in particular you and Pata Award, is that Pata Award is this excitable, very talented young driver. Um, I mean, obviously, like yourself, you have come in with massive accolades and winning a lot of races, over 30 races in different series coming into IndyCar. And you got with the team, and there was this outside perspective that perhaps Felix, Felix Rosenquist's ride was going to be available from Arrow McLaren and that you were going to have to go somewhere else. But that Pata Award and the unique, because oftentimes teammates are competitors against one another, and there was this unique chemistry between you and Pata Award from both the friendship inside and outside the paddock that kind of forced Arrow McLaren to give it another run and it is paying off because you are running up front along with Pato, but that your friendship with him was working for the team and that's what has brought cohesiveness that also has brought in Alexander Rossi. Your thoughts on just that outsider perspective, is there any accuracy to any of that? Well, that's a good analysis and I'm, I'm not sure, you know, honestly, even if I'm in the middle of it, I, I don't know all the, you know, details that, make these decisions happen and I think probably the biggest one was just performance uh, but yeah I mean I, I think it means a lot for the team when, when the drivers get along and it, it's kind of crucial for a team if you want to if you want to win championships and win races it's going to be a lot easier doing that if the teammates get along and because and, that's going to mean that you, you can help each other you know, develop the car you're not going to hide stuff from each other. You, you know, we're still very competitive against each other, as you could hear in the beginning of this call. <laughs> uh, but, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it has some, something to do with it, and maybe not. But I, I think no matter what, you know, we, we're, we're having a good thing going. And, and you know, we're, we're like brothers at this, <laughs> at this point, and it, it certainly helps. And having Alex in the team is also really awesome. And, you know, I, I feel like he... He's really come out of his shell coming into our team as well. And, and, you know, before it was me and Pato and I was the three of us. And we, we hang a lot. We hang out a lot, you know, both on the track and outside the track. And it, it's just great when you can have that going, which also I think is kind of rare. Yeah, Alex being Alexander Rossi, for those that are unfamiliar, who left Andretti Autosport last year, joined the team this year. Uh, and then you also add in Tony Kanan, who brings the veteran presence. Um if you could, Felix Rosenquist, elaborate for us a little more on what both Alexander Rossi and then in this month of May situation, Tony Kanan bring to you. Well, it's funny because I feel like me and Alex are probably more similar personality-wise, and then Tony and Pato are a bit more similar, even if they have the biggest 
age gaps, you know, I, I can see some similarities in, in, in Pato and Tony. They're, they're very high energy, uh, very, you know, outspoken, very forward. And, and me and Alex are a bit more reserved and kind of just focusing more on driving and, and not, not maybe as present in, you know, media, fans and stuff like that. So it, it, it's kind of interesting to see how, like, four, four people with, and two of them have very similar personalities. Uh, but it's it's awesome to have both Alex and Tony on on the team. You know, they they both won the 500, and, and that kind of speaks for itself. And to to get that experience on board from one year to the other, from having zero 500 winners, uh, but close close 500 winners, and then, and then having all of a sudden two on board and having uh, one more car as well, that that's just huge for the team. And you, you just feel the the confidence in the team after that, and, and just li- listening to. You know, Alex and especially Tony, you know, having so many years under his belt here, it's just, you know, you always learn something when when he's out and when he when he starts talking, you definitely listen up. So it, it's, it's pretty cool, man. And Felix Rosenquist is with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline, fourth in the 500 last year, coming off three top tens, headed into today's, I guess, kind of first official day uh, on the track. It looks to be a gorgeous day out there. Felix, if you don't mind... Um, Kind of indulge me here for 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 a second, and um, you can't pick one of your teammates with this, okay? Uh, ten laps to go in the race, you've got two cars to pass. You can't pick yourself. You can't pick a teammate. Who would you want behind the wheel? Um, you mean like who do I want to fight for the win with? Yeah, who do you think would be like the most talented driver in that situation? You know, you're a car owner, whatever. You're in third place. You need to pass two cars. Who would you want behind the wheel? Uh, um, I'd probably say Dixon, man. Uh, I feel like he's just been knocking on the door here every year, and especially last year. And I've, I, I was right there with him when he had that you know penalty last year and i really felt for him and i i feel like he's he's a he's a, he's a worthy winner here and he definitely deserves more wins than he, he's had so I, i'll probably if i if i would pick a driver i'll put my money on him and then the flip side of that would you go with him if you needed someone to maybe hold off two cars over the final 10 laps You mean like to defend, basically? Yeah, basically to defend. I guess mm. kind of snake it up, if you will, like we've seen. Oh, dude, I don't think I need Kevin Magnuson back. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the master defender. Uh, and he's been in like, like a Santino number of different kinds like of cars, which probably helps. I feel like maybe Santino can be a good defender. Ooh, really? Interesting. Ferrucci, yeah. okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Hey, Felix, yeah. you, Felix Rosenquist is our guest. Again, a week from Thursday, 4.30 until 6.30, he'll be at the Speedway Kroger on Crawfordsville Road along with Mission Foods. Um, and Pato Award will be there as well. Uh, Felix, do you still live – I know at one time you were living in Indy virtually year-round. Are you still living here year-round? Uh, pretty much, yeah. I'm in Carmel these days. And uh, actually just got a house there. So it's pretty exciting. Uh, it was supposed to be done in February, but it, it got done like two weeks ago. So it's a busy month of May in in, in all regards, right? <laughs> what? Let me ask you this: Is there a part of, and in any way, shape, or form, I'm fascinated by people who grow up in another country, speak another language, have another culture, and then come to Indianapolis. I mean, this is not New York, right? But yeah. 
is there any part of Indianapolis in any way, shape, or form that reminds you of home? If is there any one thing that makes you feel good inside because it just kind of reminds you of where it is that you come from? Oh, good question. Um, not man, it's so different. It's well, like where I'm from is very flat as well. So I, I guess that's just coming. It's already like home when <laughs> considering that. Uh, there's some lakes, man, like Lake Monroe. It kind of reminds you of home a little bit. Like there's a lot of lakes where I grew up in Sweden. Uh, so when you're out on the water, it kind of reminds you a little bit. But, uh, man, it's it's so different that it, it, it's becoming a different home. But it's, it's never the same, I guess. Yeah. I mean, how, how do you avoid – getting homesick i know you're an adult you're a grown man right but still that's i mean it's just such a different world away there have to be times where you get up in the morning and just think you know i i really would just like to to be home right now <laughs> dude actually actually not for me because I, I mean I've, I've always been traveling since i was you know go-karts when i was like 12 years old i've always been flying around everywhere and actually when i came over here it, it became more of a permanent location than i had for you know the past 15 years so actually it's opposite i kind of enjoy to just be here and kind of calling it home uh instead of just looping around the world uh, like i did before i came to indycar so yeah it's actually a more calm lifestyle and and it's in the in the past 20 years it's actually the place where i feel yeah more more permanently connected to it's kind of weird to say that, but it, it, it's actually true. Felix, last one for me. I absolutely love, love the paint schemes for Aero McLaren here in the 500. Correct me if I'm wrong here. You've got a little bit more of the white aspect to it with the orange trim. Is that right? Correct. I, I have the good-looking one. Yeah. The, be- the best-looking one. <laughs> they, they, all, they all look sick, man. They all look really, really good. So they basically, look we're, awesome. we're, we're ce- celebrating McLaren's, uh, you know, they, they've – the only team in the world who's done a triple crown, which means you won the Monaco GP, the Le Mans, and Indy 500. So we're basically racing those actual liveries that were won. Uh, so my one is the Monaco 84 with Alan Prost, and, and it just looks oh. amazing, man. It's uh, it's such a cool retro livery, and I'm, I'm super proud to have it. And the car just looks it just looks like speed, even even standing in the garage. <laughs> I just think running for McLaren in general, it is such a historic team worldwide, to your point, that, that being able to say that you're a driver for McLaren would be, I mean, that would be pretty cool. That would be right on the top of my resume. I'm going to give you a trivia question before we let you go, Felix. We'll see if you get it correct. You ready? Okay, let's go. If, if you get this right, by the way, I, I, I can't even Come begin on, to Felix. tell you how impressed I'll be. Uh, Kevin, you can join in and help if you'd like. Oh, boy. Felix, I'm going to give you the name of a few drivers in Indy 500 history. Fred Frame, yeah. Bill Cummings, Mario Andretti, Al Unser, Bobby Rahal, and Dario Franchitti. Can you guess what those drivers have in common where you have an opportunity to put your name in the list with those drivers? And I, I mentioned them to you as a token of good luck. Hmm. They all—they've all won the five hundred. Uh, Boy, 
He's right there. During a yellow flag? Ooh, man, you were close. They all won in like their fifth start or whatever number start he's Kevin Bowen with the win. Felix, you will be starting your fifth <laughs> Indianapolis 500 should you qualify, and those men uh, all won in their first one in their fifth start. So you would join oh, pretty good company. Um, last one, and, and I'm really proud of myself, a sign of my maturation, Felix. Oh, I've not mentioned Swedish Fish. That's the first time I've ever interviewed you, and we're not going to go there. But your favorite ABBA song? Oh, Dancing Queen. Without question. <laughs> Without question. It's going to be stuck in my head the rest he of the day He went now. with the generic one on that. <laughs> How about the winner takes it all? It should be the winner takes it all, right? No, it's too, 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 uh, too standard. We have to go with something different. <laughs> all right. I love enough. it. Felix, good luck today, man. Good luck the next all couple right. of weeks. We'll be rooting for you. Thank you very much, guys.